Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Cord is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. And welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter with the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 reporter and newsreader, Perth Football Club president and former West Coast Eagle. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, how are you? I'm good, mate. I can sense that you're a bit fired up. And I'm thinking you might go down the West Coast Eagles path. Oh, can't we? Can't we talk about John Farnham last night on TV? Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently good, it went through the roof. How good was that? I don't know. Nat, did you see it? Oh, Nat's producing for us. Sensational. Make sure you have a look, mate. What a great man, mate. You know what? The voice. You know the song, The Voice. Uh, uh, how good is that, right? I mean, just uh, um, why the Indigenous um, uh, lobby group or whoever's running? They they should adopt that. Then they'd get up, wouldn't it? What do you reckon? Would it get up if the uh, it sort of eased the way? If Johnny Farnham came out and said, "Mate, I'm handing over the song," it's one of the great songs. Can I uh, just let's just open with a bit of fun because it's all got a bit of serious. I've got to tell you, my John Farnham. Oh, story. beautiful! I knew you'd have a many story. many years ago. There was a there was a Logies night, and uh, they all went to the uh, sort of a nightclub called the Ivy in Melbourne. It was three stories. For the after party. Anyway, we weren't at the Logies. I was there with a couple of friends and we sne- we got into the Ivy and we're on the second floor wondering how we're going to get up the top floor. Anyway, I sneaked into the top floor and my friends were behind me and they were going to follow in about five minutes. I get up there and I go to the bar and there's a guy from Neighbours on the piano playing and singing <laughs> and he starts singing Help, the Beatles song, which of course Help. John Farnham recorded. So I... <laughs> Need the, the piano's right next to the bus, so I sidle up to the piano, put my arm on it, and, and up walks John Farnham. So there's John Farnham singing Help with the guy from Neighbours and me at the piano. You put some money in the glass. And the guy from Neighbours and Farno are just looking at me going like, and everyone's singing. You didn't, use, sing, you didn't use the Farno on it, No, they're you? going, who's this bloke? <laughs> who's this bloke? Anyway, my friends walk up, sneak, they get up the top floor and they see the scene in front of them, and they're just shaking their head saying, what are you doing? You didn't call him Farno, though, did you? Oh, I don't remember, but it was very funny. It lasted, it was, was about nickname, three Farno? minutes of musical fame it was for me. Mate, that's too good. I have sung with John Farnham. Oh, I love that guy since Sadie, the oh, cleaning. No, because like kids that. used to sing that to me at school. Yeah. Sadie, the cleaning. Oh, did they? That. Yeah, so. Now, let's get a bit serious. So, more calls for or suggestions. Nothing we haven't written in the Western Australian, by the way, but... Carolyn Wilson last night uh, talking about mm. Eagles. Uh, Simpson going to go. Nisbet going to go. Of course, if Adam Simpson goes, it's um, two million dollars of contract plus you pay the two hundred percent soft cap mm. tax, which means it'll be a six million dollar payout. Trevor Nisbet's contracted to the end of next year, um, and you know there's, there's all sorts of. Um, talk swirling around whether he's asking for another two years or whether... So what Caro's saying that they're both going to go. That's She's saying they're both going to go. Both going to go. Mm. Well, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. There's three, I, I, three I've, from I've 37. It's, I've it's, a feeling it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get the feeling too. I mean, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, well, just the way politics go. Yeah. You know what I mean? There needs to be a circuit breaker. So do you need two circuit a breakers? A scalp. Someone so what's your thoughts? What are your thoughts? And you know, the other thing I found out is that in the contracts now, uh, like there's a lot of incentives and if you finish in a different, uh, higher on the ladder and all that sort of stuff, Simo's within his rights to claim all of that stuff if they want to pay him well, out. As he should, he's contracted. Yeah, so it could be beyond $2 million. Do you know okay. what I mean? Oh, with incentives. What incentives? What have they achieved in the no, last two years? No, but going forward for the next two years, he said, how can they say that I won't achieve some of my incentives <laughs> or milestones or whatever it is? They're not making the finals. So I want to claim it. Okay. And they, he, that's a negotiating hey. tool. That's how I, if I was his manager, I'd go in with that and She's say, a, hang on, you, this is three or four mil here. And that, then you definitely get the two mil. You get all of it. You know what I mean? I think three from 37. And, and okay, they what they outscored Carlton in the second half at the weekend. Thank but God. Carlton had no – Thank God I was having the week off. Carlton had no interchange bench. I was getting ready to get COVID. You can't put, <laughs> cling to about that. about you. Can't cling to that. Carlton <laughs> would, had you, no Would you have ducked next, this week if they'd lost by 150? No. Well, what, you'd, what have, a, you'd have been on the front line, would you? What's it got Mate, to do I'd with have me? gone missing. I'm not <laughs> out there. I would have gone missing. Anna Hay and Ryan Daniels. I don't know. Who would have been reading seven? Monday night doing the interview with Simo. Could you imagine? Oh, well. Uh, you've lost by bucks. another 150. Is your job at, at risk, Adam? No? Well, clearly why why it, would that be? Well, clearly it is. Should you step down, Adam? No? Why should I step down, Adrian? <laughs> Like, you start using the Adrian on me. Oh, my God. But that's our job. That's our job. Oh, Barrett. yeah, no, it's a job. It's it's just, job. Just Sometimes we not, don't enjoy it, but it's our job, and we've got fun. to ask the questions. It's not fun at all. But, you know, I, I, as uh, putting my president's out on for a moment, I know people hate that when I say that, but because it is a bit farcical, but if I had to pay out $6 million and I'm on the board of West Coast Eagles or I'm the chairman, I'm saying, no, 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 we're not paying $6 million out in our soft cap, four of it is just wasted money. It's just penalties to the AFL. The AFL is taking $4 million off us for nothing. And then we still have to employ Dean Cox, Don Pike, whoever it is, Jamie Graham, whoever you want to bring back to be your coach and, and spend, what, another five or 600000 on top but of the that reason times four? The reason you know I mean? there's a soft cap tax is was trying to even up the competition because the rich clubs were spending overs. So mm. I agreed with the soft cap. Um, I, I think it should come up, though. I think it's um, – Well, it, they'd have no room in their soft cap either. So that's what I'm saying. That then they'd have to get more penalties when they apply – when they give. Oh, unless they went to Coxie. Coxie, we're going to give you 300 grand for the first year and the second year while we pay out Simo. And then at the back end, you're on 900 and a million – you know what I mean? That's the only way they could do it, back-end it. And would they would they have the trust? Would Coxie have the trust in them to do that? Would Pikey do that? As, as a financial advisor to Pikey, you go, don't do that, mate. Mm. That's risky. You could be out the door. It's not a, an attractive job at the moment, but then you're a not very wealthy club. And yeah. you, is the pain, is it going to get worse? Well, it probably is, Barra, because next year you're going to have some exits. Well, let's talk about that. Is Luke Shuey done? Well, we, we were told last night by Adam Simpson – that he may not even have tests on it on his. He hand. may just play this week. He may he he, he he can't feel it the next day, so he can't feel the injury. So obviously it was precautionary. He he knows his body. He feels any twinges. He comes off. He looked like he was almost saying goodbye. He lo- had a look around at halftime. He was looking around Marvel Stadium, wasn't he? Like he was having a look for the last time as a player. I thought he was going to sit out, and I thought he might come back for Adelaide in the, as his last game. Farewell, everyone, mm-hmm. or do a lap of honour, do something, and then and then bow out. But the narrative has changed, as they say, within twenty four hours. Okay, well, let's hope he does get up. Do you think he should go on? 
No, not now. I think the soft tissues are too, they're too repetitive. I do think he deserves – I am a believer in farewell games. If you can't make the eight, and I, I just believe he should have them. He mm. should have one. Absolutely. Or, and it would be good to see if he could get – Shannon Hearn. If he could get a few games together towards the end of the year, that would be good too. Shannon Hearn's the same. Uh, Bunger would like to go on, but they just can't do it. Apart from looking bad is that they've just got to turn the wheel. And, and you, know, you know what's extraordinary is that game – so the whole board, as you know, was over there. The West Coast Eagles board was mm-hmm. over watching the game. And in the first quarter, I reckon there would have been manoeuvrings going, boys, we need to have a meeting. Oh, boys and women, sorry. Board, board. Don't please don't email in. Board, we need to have a meeting at quarter time. If the game goes this way and he loses by 150, 170, we will have to move. We will have to do something drastic here. We can't cop another 150, so 170 points. the problem left. is... And they rallied, thank, fortunately. The problem is it's affecting the integrity of the competition. Carlton, yep. percentage clear of Richmond, um, 17% clear. They've played the Eagles twice. Charlie Curnow, 19 goals in two games against the Eagles, is now seven clear in the Coleman medal. Might kick 80 for the first time ever. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it, haven't it, had an 80 in the AFL for a long time. Don't tell me the AFL's not looking in that and saying, that's not a good look. No, that's right. And so if you play the Eagles twice and North Melbourne, you're going, well, like Essendon, they, they were up the ladder because they'd played now, if those Now, if there was a 17-5, 17-6 happening, yeah. you would have the comp- the competition split into three and you wouldn't play the Eagles twice. So you'd have to do it. Who's the, who's who's coming second in the Coleman? The Coleman, it's ta- Taylor Walker. So Taylor yeah, Walker. Yeah, but, just, but just remember, yeah. he kicked 10 against the Eagles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> he did. So he, he probably he's probably he's not on your side because they play him again in round twenty four. By the way, so yeah, it's another too. crack. So they he might too. go past. So he's not saying quarters and with you, mate. Yeah, no, it's compromising. Cop. By the he's way, no, no, nah, nah, bugger that. I could kick another ten. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, <laughs> he's signed for another year too today. So he's going on again, Taylor. Well, I think that's a good call. He was gone for all money at the start of the he season. Was, yeah, they were calling for his scalp. Uh, after the vilification stuff as well, he's resurrected himself. Just shows you if you hang in there and do the right thing and work hard and try to show your true character. Because I don't think he is like that at all. He just he just blew up at a local footy game, didn't he? Uh, Said just, something stupid. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, well, it was very stupid, um, and he paid the price. Just looking at the leading goal kickers, Oscar Rayler on forty one obviously had to go back in the second quarter to play on um, Charlie Kerno. That broke his run of goals every game this season. That is a great effort playing in that Eagles mm. side to kick a goal every game. But even better than that is Nick Larkey at North Melbourne. Sits third on the Coleman with 48 for North Melbourne. So I reckon that's a pretty good it's effort. It's the only bloke he gets kicked to. It's like Summer in the old days. Yeah, but you still, <laughs> it doesn't get down there that much. Out of the way, Barra. Everyone out of the foot. Kick it to I'm, me. I'm on Just fire. Just kick it to me. I'm on fire. Mate, do the maths here. Yep. Oscar Allen, add 19 to Oscar Allen. 60. Yeah, so he'd be leading the Coleman. He would be. <laughs> so Kerno's got that 19. And the funny bit is that Oscar cops six. He, he let six through for uh, Kerno, he, one of his great rivals. Imagine Did you on, mind um, Hoff being on him early? No, bad move. Why? Bad, bad move. He had four kicked on him in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Four. I mean, he was on his way to... 16 goals, do you know what I mean? So what, what's your argument about the learning curve? You know, they, Zach Dawson was the same when he was at Hawthorne before he went to St Kilda yeah. and before he went to Freo. He was left on some brute full forward early in his career and the coach, Alistair Clarkson, explained trying to let the kid learn. Do you reckon it can damage them permanently? 
Hoffy's a pretty resilient guy. I just thought it was, it was a bad look and it was a bad tactic. It was a very bad tactic. They kicked nine goals. He kicked four. The Barass was a late withdrawal. Yeah, so They didn't Bar- really have the numbers. I'm getting tired of Barass pulling out. I reckon Barass is moving. Do you? There you go. Uh, for well, that you, sort of stuff makes me think. Did like, you not see his <laughs> – he landed on his head and shoulder the week before. I was surprised he got back out there during the game. Yeah, well, he honest. finished the game and he flew over. Yeah. And then I thought it was a bad look to Simo sitting in the box with Barass and – did you see that? With Barass mm-hmm. and McGovern before the game. Yeah, why is And that I know the look? boys were having a smile because people were obviously teasing him or whatever, but it, it did look like – it, it, it wasn't a great look. You know, the boys are out there and especially what happened in the first quarter, those mm. two gun players aren't there. But just Barass, I think Barass might be going to Sydney. Mm. Feels like there's something going on there now. Well, it's, it's, it's the balls in the Eagles' court. They've got the bargaining power here. So if it could be a win-win, you could get an early pick in. That can add to your um, hand. They've got a pretty good hand already. So so I would so they didn't put Bazo on him, obviously, because he played on Taylor Walker. Played on him earlier in the year too. Played on Charlie Kerno. When he got the nine. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he had Taylor Walker and he copped 10 there or whatever it was till he got moved. So they, I think Bunger was, even though he gives away height, I thought Shane, Shannon Hearn would have been the go, wouldn't it, mm-hmm. to put him on Kerno? Yeah. Or just... bring Oscar back straight away. Or get Jack Darling to do something and come down to the back line. Hey, what about... It's, it's not a stupid idea, actually. You know the sun and the moon analogy? Yeah. You know, like when the moon's out, you go, how hey, good's the moon? And then the sun comes out and he goes, can't even see the moon, you know, like moon's gone, right? That was what happened a little bit with Oscar and Kerno. So Oscar, good-looking rooster, isn't he? You know, oh, he's an oil painting, no doubt about Is it. Is he? Great fella. Not my type, Barra. Good not looking. Not my type. <laughs> But he's going. He's on fire. I like the imperfections. <laughs> I like my men a bit more weathered. <laughs> who, are you, who are you thinking of, mate? Oh, I don't know. You, Barra. <laughs> you, Barra. <laughs> so anyway, poor old Oscar. He's he's doing beautifully. He's kicked a goal in every match, and then he gets a call at quarter quarter time. Simo comes up, mate. You're gonna have to go back on Kerno, who's absolutely on fire. And but he would have known that pre-game. He would have known he was option two. So that wouldn't have been a surprise. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying it's a surprise. I'm saying he goes fantastic. And by the way, he's the greatest looking bloke in the AFL. He's got those magnificent he? curls. He does the double cobra when he kicks goals on you. You get this. You get the full embarrassment. <laughs> he got the full embarrassment. Six goals kicked on him. He went to ten. It's amazing. He couldn't stop him really. Oh, a little bit. A little bit. It's a lot about how the ball's coming in too, mate. Yeah, no, is. but. So that, that, Eagles, kick, that yeah. Eagles midfield had a bit of um, experience and talent in there, and they lost the clearances seven-one in the first quarter. I think that's, that's horrible. Un- that's unacceptable. And Listen, Shuri, let's move Shuri on. Went off. Let's move across town because there's a bit of noise about Fremantle now, um, yeah. and you've got some noise overnight about Fremantle. Actually, I saw in the West as well that. Um Paper today, Frio, long way to go. Mm-hmm. Has West Coast overshadowed just how woeful the Dockers Probably have Probably has to an extent. I'd say that's a fair point. I'm actually prepared to give them a little bit of grace. If they're, if they're not anywhere near where I think they should be about midway through next year, then that, then yeah. I think they deserve to cop it. I think we can give them a little bit. They're building a list. It is young like the Eagles. They've made the what, finished fifth last year, expected to make top four this year. But I reckon let's see what happens next year. But, you know, obviously mm. there's a bit of scrutiny. The main thing being they're a bit beige. They're not purple. Yeah, yeah you've, you've led me into that, uh, that bit of audio that we're going to play in a moment beautifully. Before we play that, I would say to you, where do you sit on – do you think they knew they were going to slide this much? 
clearly, I mean, that's a stupid question. So how much do you think they thought they were going to slide? When they let those guys go and, the, and they let Mundy retire, or say when Mundy retired, and then they also had um, injuries early and all that sort of stuff. And just before that, just before you go with that, I, I was just wondering what you thought about, because they're so young, right, the eggs, uh, the Dockers. That's the thing we've got to really take into account now. They've become so young, uh, and especially with Tabata not playing as well, and Fifey now out for the season. Now Sean Darcy's gone out, so they're super young, super inexperienced. Do you think they thought they would, in their wildest dreams or their worst nightmares, they could slide this much? No. No, I don't think, I think so. Melbourne's pretty happy about it because they've got their first pick. Yeah. Pick, and their second pick. Pick four. Pick four that next year is, is the moment a, it mass, is. a massive the moment. prize to play. Now, let's listen to what Matthew Lloyd had to say. Uh, Fremantle, would, they did a personality test, Fremantle, because they're not showing much of one at the moment. And, Lordo, the ruck is one of the many issues they have where they have seemingly two, but that's not having an impact on the game. Hit-outs to advantage that they're dominating. What's yeah. the story here? Well, 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 I know this is one aspect, but that, this is on-field. Um, and I, I just think with the way Fremantle can't start a game well at all and the way they've fallen off the cliff, who who can be there? I, I'm looking at... is. Who's the on-field character on the team? They need a culture guy. Yeah, who's, it, uh, who's, I'm thinking, who's the younger Mark Williams who can go into that club and razz up Justin Longmuir and his coaching staff? Who's the player that can liven up? They don't have any spunk to me off the field. They don't have spunk on the field. And it carries out on their play. They're just a... The CEO, Simon Garland. Uh, look, a couple of, of points there, uh, Barra. Yeah, look, I think Caleb's are wrong. Uh, gives them a bit of um, character out there. One thing I, I think is it's a good lung, it's a good young leadership group, but they've got to evolve. They've got to become that um, the team that can actually impact when the momentum is swinging because mm. we saw it against Sydney for that 12-minute period. Actually, it was a 20-minute period, and they conceded six goals. That was in the first quarter. You take those six goals out. They, they, it's very close. Um, the first quarters are a real worry. I'm not sure how they arrest that or how they address that. 16 out of 18. Yeah, it's just is clearly an issue there. And Justin Longmuir talked about this in the preseason. He talked about what they'd done. They'd amped it up a bit early in training sessions to try and um, get them, I don't know, to do anything they can to get them up, up and about. And they early. started well. They did start well against um, Carl, uh, against Sydney Swans, five Five, first, first five, five minutes, minutes yeah. and then they lost it for 12 minutes. They kicked six goals. I will say, Josh Carr's exit obviously has had a big impact. He was the midfield coach. He's done a very good job at Port Adelaide. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have a look around at what, what's what's available in terms of your assistant coaches. Um, but so, you, you do need a mix there. You need a yin and yang. You know, you do, do need, need... Do they need someone like Joel Selwood to come in maybe on their coaching stuff? I don't know. Is he going to move? Uh, uh, probably of- not. But it's that sort of bloke, isn't it? But the weird, I mean, just the weird thing is they, I'm sure they didn't... They, I'm sure they thought they'd slide probably to eighth, but they didn't think they'd slide to 15th. So what's happened? Okay, Tabiner hasn't played. Heath Chapman's been a big out. Uh, Fife didn't come up really at all, did he? No. And, and, and that- I think they're having the... Train, they're doing the preseason expectancy to play in the forward line hasn't mm. helped because you can't then just change it midstream yep. and say I'm playing midfield. You're either one or the other. And they're blokes like Bra- Bla- Brayshaw's. When I say plateaued, he's he's had a very great season last season, but it, this year not as great. Sarong's been better, but you can't. I it, think Jackson's been a tick, and they, they must have thought Jackson was twenty-one. Hold, he would hold up the gap. He's between, twenty-one. Yeah, but he. 
push them from 15th back up to 8th uh, if they if he wasn't there. But they got him, and he him. hasn't been able to make that that difference. Maybe in the future he will. And you think in, but they've had to go backwards to go forward again, and I think the fans are getting tired of going backwards yeah, to go forward, are. don't you reckon? I reckon just hang in there till next year, see where it – and if it doesn't work next year, then fine. But I just want to see what happens next year. They are obviously missing some big bodies in the midfield. They're missing the experience of David Mundy. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not of the opinion that he should have played on because – um, age-wise, you've got, to, you've got to evolve your list. Um, they're missing Blake Akers more than anyone, I reckon. It's weird, isn't it? Big body. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what's his name didn't uh, – but it's Will, the... Will Brody has he, – he fell off the end of the earth as well. well but, yeah. but what about those comments from Matty Lloyd and Kane Corns that the club lacks personality? Mm-hmm. They've never had personality during their whole time. Um, I think that's, uh, that's fingernail deep analysis, isn't it, really? They're just so shooting from the per- hip. Five's had personnel. Five. They had Have? Ross Lyon as coach, Have? Jeff Farmer. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. No. Um, Fifey, Fifey personality. Sean McManus. Peter Bell's definitely. If you know Peter Bell, mm-hmm. he's got heaps of personality, mm-hmm. and he'd be, he'd be driving um, the Ross culture. Lyon, the coach, no yeah, personality. Yeah, no, there. Rossi Lyon as well. So I think I think those guys have to be a bit careful the way they carry on having a crack at the Dockers. But I think the point, though, it's a good point they raise, is that they've sort of been in no man's land, haven't they? They got to the grand final in 2013, but it's really been it's that next step consistently. I think what three years in a row, four years in a row, maybe at a stretch was there mm-hmm. uh, in finals. But they finished fifth or sixth last year. Mm-hmm. So in the within the club, did they think they could make a prelim? Geez, everything would have had to have gone right, and Jackson would have had to be in the unicorn mm-hmm. on day one. He would have turned up in his uni- unicorn uniform yep. straight day one, you know what I mean? And it didn't happen. In fact, he got some bad press, didn't he, early doors, and now he's come good. But he smashed it on the weekend, and they still got pumped. Yeah. I mean, he's 21, so you can't expect him to, him to be four quarters every week, but I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, I thought Liam Henry's given something on a wing. Mm. Uh, there, are, there are other players there I'm not sure about, but look, Heath Chapman will be big because then maybe that releases um, Hayden Young into the middle. Yeah, that might be the go. He needs or even Chapman. Have you seen the size of him? Mm-hmm. I watched him play yeah. Peel Rezies. Could be. He looks like he's put on 10 kilos. Yep. Uh, now, just let's uh, talk about some of the other games. First things first, Collingwood and Port Adelaide. Was it the game of the season? And did we perhaps see how Collingwood could be beaten? Because... Um, they they, won didn't, by they two didn't get beaten, you know. I know, but, ha- <laughs> but they were, I know. I the know. the be- second best team played out of, their, of 16, isn't it, when they're out of their brains of time. and they couldn't beat them. Uh, yeah, I, I just reckon. Who else was, is going to beat them? Well, I did like how they made their defenders ca- accountable. So uh, Moore and Murphy didn't get as much of the footy as they'd like. So there's tick one, and I mm-hmm. reckon that's what you have to do. I reckon the other one was um, the Collingwood, um, if you play deep, and you force the um, Collingwood defenders to be accountable, then they can't sling off all the time. Mm. Um, and I just thought Drew onto Dacos was good. Now, he still had a big impact, Dacos, but he wasn't his, his usual self. So I think there are things you can do and you can pull that apart, and they've got four or five weeks now to have a look at how Collingwood – if you're asking me, I think Collingwood wins the flag because I think they're yeah. better than anyone else. But, it's you know, the funny it, thing is they haven't lost many – you know what I mean? You probably want to drop one. Mm. And you don't want to drop it on Friday night, probably against Carlton. Big game. It's sold out, 90,000 at the G. But you want to drop one uh, because you do, that's a lot of pressure to be carrying the momentum. So, But I, I got more about Collingwood out of that than I did anything else because they, they were playing in Adelaide, yep. weren't they? Yep. So 
they had I everything, them, but everything against them, and they still got up. And they were behind. They, they find a way. I tell you what, there's, there's, Dacos was amazing again. Well, he was yeah, but he was kept accountable. I thought the one bloke I'll single out here. If you want a bloke kicking for your life, it's new. I've got a new contender now. It's Jamie Elliott. Oh yeah, two goals in the last quarter. Did he play on behind the um, boundary line? No, mate. You sure? You know what my theory on that is. <laughs> I reckon if you've taken the mark, just let him have the goal. Just have, have have the shot. I don't care if you're playing from behind the boundary line or whatever. Just have your shot from wherever it is. And if you, if there's a bit of an arc, that's fine. You don't have to come into the play and kick it. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's or? what he did. Yeah, yeah. But what are you saying? What, 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 well, what I'm just your... saying I think we're too technical on all this. I think – I mean, there was someone even suggesting that Houston came off his line when he kicked that goal after the siren against Essendon a few weeks back. Um, mm. I don't know. I just think oh, maybe we're getting too technical on all this stuff. Maybe just if Blake takes a mark, he's having a shot for goal. If he comes off his line a little, big deal. That's what the guy on the mark's for. Well, Butters was best for Port. And Once he comes off the line, you can obviously you can move as the man on the mark. So As long as they call play on. Yeah. <laughs> Butters, Butters and Rosie were fantastic. And they're the next Dacos and Degoe, aren't they? Well, they're, 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 they're sort of there now. That, that'll be the preview of... No, those blokes are better, aren't they? Oh, jeez. I'll tell you what, they're very good players. And Pal Nick Pepper. Dacos is the best player in the comp. Yeah, but the I'm saying these two aren't far Yeah, off. yeah, but they're, they're, they aren't, they're not combining the way. Pretty the, good. Anyway. Yeah, they're second on the ladder. They've only lost four games. Um, and Pal Pepper, I, I love Fantastic. his game. I love the pressure he applies. St Kilda Barra, um, only just against North Melbourne. And I know you ridiculed, ridiculed me a few weeks back, and I know they've got the draw, and they play just about every game at Marvel. But do you concede now that they're looking a bit shaky to make the eight? I reckon they're – yeah, well, Essendon's the one that slid, hasn't it? Because you made the producer at the time keep keep a note of my comment about that they are not going to make the they're eight. They're on 10 wins. Yeah. And they, so they need two, three, maybe probably three, three out of five. I reckon three. All at Marvel with a great draw. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to win that one. Okay. Fine. But you might be right. They might slide out. But Essendon slid out now. Geelong's gone in. Carlton's back out. They were in for about mm. one, you know, 24 hours. Now they're back out. Can they ri- rise again? I think they've got a pretty good draw after this week. You know who I liked the most was GWS. So they're in the um, – they're in seventh position now. So they're there. And, again, Gold Coast, you know, gave a yelp for half time. They trailed by two points at half time, and then were nowhere to be seen after that. Kings badly out of form. But uh, I really like you're the no way you're going of about it. Because our man Sam Taylor mm-hmm. absolutely pantsed him. Yeah, he's a good player. The kids just thrashed him, mate. How did Sam Taylor become so good? I met Sam Taylor before he left. He was the nicest, politest country boy you've ever seen. He's turned into this unbelievable, fearsome defender with the elongated arms, like Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. How do we miss these blokes? <laughs> Why isn't he playing for the Eagles it's a very or the Dockers? Good, very good call. Um, what about uh, Brisbane? Brisbane Geelong at the Gabba. Uh, Impressive, and then Geelong came back and basically 11-point result in the end. Uh, by the way, um, Will Ashcroft, very, very sad. Oh, I hate seeing that. I think horrible. we all had our hearts in our mouths when he went down. It didn't look good. And then that horrible telltale sign bearer hurts for a while, and then it doesn't. And yeah, you know yeah. that's ACL. So off. what a shame. Wusher ran off when he did his. Mm. He ran yeah, off because, the Yeah, because the pain goes after a little while. No, because he's made a steal, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Ashcroft got helped off, and that was big. Wusher ran off the ground. After doing his ACL, I've never seen nothing like it. It was mm. freakish. Mm. Like, like when I say ran, he was like, you know when you're supposed to run off real quick yeah. to do the interchange? He ran like that. Like he was almost sprinting with an ACL. Guy's who, a freak. Who wins the rising star? Has he done enough, Ashcroft? 
Or no, does it no, go it's a to security kid now? Mitch Owens. Why, yeah. why do why do people? I agree. I, I think Owens has had a great year, but why does everyone discount Harry Sheasel? No, he's not a he's North a, Melbourne. He, Harry absolute pooparama. Yeah, but hang on, but this kid isn't. This kid has had a season. The ball's been in the back line a lot at North yeah, Melbourne. But that's, but so what? He still gets the footy and no uses one's it playing well. on him. No one's doing no work oh, on him. No geez. one gives a stuff about him. sheasel has been very good. Once mate. you're in a good team, they I think work he deserves out. to be in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, absolutely. And there's absolutely no doubt about that. Amos was up there for a bit. The, the thing that worries me about Brisbane is that Geelong only played one quarter. And they nearly beat him, mm. you know. So I don't know. If, I'm not convinced. Are they the real deal? In or the what? order for me, it's Collingwood, then Port Adelaide, then it's Melbourne, and then it's Brisbane. And I don't think anyone outside the, that four can win it. The only team, maybe, but I don't think Geelong's going to start from too far back. And what maybe about, the Western Bulldogs, but everything has to go right. What about the Giants are coming. Yeah, they're going to create some mayhem in the, if they get to the finals, but they don't think they can win it. All right, so it's Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Daylight. Yep. Brisbane, Melbourne, what, Geelong Giants, discount the Bulldogs. You reckon St Kilda well, slide Bulldogs. Out. You know, St Kilda actually play Carlton after this. So it goes, Carlton have got, obviously got Collingwood. Then they've got St Kilda. That'll decide the spot in the eight, really. Then they've got Melbourne, uh, Gold Coast, and the Giants. And they've got to play the Giants. So they've got to play the teams they're trying to knock out of the eight. So Carlton... They're not, they're not quite there yet, are they? One, one last one before we get to the mail. Um, Richmond Hawthorne, has McQualter now done enough to get that job? That's a pretty good comeback in the last quarter. It was. And pretty damning Very on good Hawthorne. Signs. You're right. Good effort by Hawthorne for three quarters, and then uh, – they just got to work the Tigers, and, and it's been very common this year with Hawthorne. They've had a bit like Frio's first quarters. It's more been Hawthorne, it's been more late. They've just let let leads slip, and that can happen with young teams. So maybe they're growing in no, belief. You're right, you're Interesting, right. um, some good coaching um, by McWalter. Uh, Baker, use of Baker, mm-hmm. the use of an extra defender down back to try and nullify yep. Will Day, who went down back. So they tried to equalise that. But I thought Sam Mitchell's interesting. He said post-match, we don't do game day scenarios as much yet because we're just trying to teach them the basics of footy at the yeah, moment. Yeah, already said. So we don't really – we do get into it, but not to the extent that, say, a top four team would because obviously you're challenging for a flag. So he's still trying to teach them the basics, not necessarily what do we do with three minutes to go if we're, you know, six points up. Very, that's very good science that Richmond came back at the end there. You're spot on there. I wanted to throw one at, more at you before. I reckon we Hawthorne will finish ahead of Richmond next year. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I think Hawthorne's showing some good signs, but I think they're just a bit young at the moment. Richmond, I think, are in that twilight zone. They're probably going to be an edge coming soon. They do do get Lynch back next year, which will help them. But I'm not convinced well, with them. It was an only a one point loss, so. But clearly, they like playing for Andrew McWalter, don't they? Yeah. So he'd have to be in the box seat. He'd have to be a, a, a big chance. Hey, just back on the Dockers game for mm-hmm. one second. Alex Pierce, he's playing on Buddy Franklin. I thought he did an okay job, to be honest. <laughs> like, everyone's trashed him. I don't think he's that bad. Thirty-six-year-old Buddy Franklin. Yeah, but so what? He's one of the greats of all time. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it was an actually better battle. He, he was. But La- he won it. He was Lance Franklin for most of the game. And he was Buddy Franklin for about, what, 15 minutes? Third quarter, fourth quarter, I reckon. But, you know, and he kicked three goals. But he's a hard player to play on. I thought he actually went okay. Um, during that They've come for period of the second his... quarter, he didn't kick any. So what do you think about Pierce and his captaincy? Does he go on? Um, I'd have him go. I'd go on for another year. 
What about... Yeah, don't put too much pressure on Sarong and Brayshaw yet. I don't think Brayshaw's the man now. I think Caleb's gone past He's him. He's a good player. And maybe, or maybe it's Pierce and Caleb for a year, mm-hmm. and then Caleb takes Yeah, I could live with that. Just not to embarrass not a bad idea. Alex by... The, the other thing I was going to tell you is I, I was looking at the deal they did for Jackson. Yep. Okay, so they got pick 13 initially um, in Melbourne and Fremantle's first-round pick and future second-round pick. Okay, yep. future first, future second, which at the time they were probably thinking, oh, well, we've got 13 and 13 and a future second rounder. Now they're going to have 13 and either four or five and a future second rounder. It's a huge deal now, isn't it? Like, do you yeah. think the the Dockers must have banked on finishing top four or five and yeah. not giving them – because imagine if they wouldn't, you wouldn't give up pick four plus pick 13 for Jackson and a future second rounder. Yeah, I'm still coming home. I still think he was the right player to get in. Luke yeah, Jackson. no, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, do you think if they knew that was going to be the price, probably one not. that the public would swallow? Probably it, not. And secondly, would well, they, they, they clearly weren't thinking they were going to finish bottom four. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's right. So you've answered your own question, yeah, Barra. Yeah. <laughs> now it's right, time mate, for this. What do you got? Now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the thirsty camel mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. I'm excited, Barra. Yep. I'm excited. We've got a new product. It's a 196 Double Lemon 10-pack. Um, so one of those fancy drinks. Double Lemon. The younger demographic will like that. Is that lemon beer? Lemon. It's like a lemon drink. Is it beer? I don't think it's beer. It's not beer. No, no, no. You're, okay. talk, you're talking to someone who doesn't drink. really drink those. Although I was, I'll go check it out. I was partial for a while to the old Bacardi Breezer, but that was only for a very short period. Bacardi Breezer? I like the, I like yeah, the one kinda, Can you edit that? <laughs> no, I don't want my friend admitting to drinking Bacardi well, Breezer. mate, I in was- In fact, in, I don't want to be on a show with a bloke who drank Bacardi Breezer. I was in Yorkshire in a bar. You want to be the only thing left at the bar, mate. <laughs> I was in Yorkshire in a bar and I there was a few Bacardi, and I drank the Bacardi Breezers. We were there for a couple of days and the bloke went and um, he said, hey, I'll buy some more for you. <laughs> And so all these locals, we started talking to these big, tough Yorkshiremen, and uh, they started drinking the Bacardi Breezes because I was having a... Oh, get lost. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) the next morning I get up and the publican's there because we stayed in the hotel and he's bought all these cartons of Bacardi Breezes. He said, Glen Boy, he called me. He said, look what I've got. And I said, mate, we're leaving this morning. (laughs) So I reckon they'd still be there, those Bacardi Breezes. Was there no beer or something? 20 years on. Yeah, it just felt like a change. Right. Anyway, we're giving Bacardi Breezes a good plug. We should be giving 196 (laughs) Double Lemon 10-pack a plug because I'm going to try a few of those this weekend. I'm told they're very refreshing, Barra, so I'm going (laughs) to get into them. Please send your mail in to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Barra, hey, gents. Now, Harley Kemp Gin from Wickham tells us – your last episode, you discussed the 17.5 fixture model that the coaches discussed as a real possibility for the future. I would like to point out that I brought this to your attention a few weeks ago. I hope it comes through. It would be amazing. And that's from Harley. And you know what? He's right. He did. So well done. We- the 17.5. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's um, 17.6 now. 17.6, He didn't yeah. say 17.6. 17.6 now for the extra game, yeah, yep, for, the, for the gather round. There's a bit of a whisper that um, the government's going after Magic Round. Magic Round. Oh, okay, the NRL. Mm. Okay, that's that hasn't left Queensland yet. I know. Okay. 
Where'd you hear that? Tammy is a very big fan of rugby league. He is, yes. But I think there's a more pressing matter. Huge uh, Rabbitohs man. Spoke to Wayne Bennett last week, actually. I'm get, there'll be yeah. a big re- reading this weekend because they're here the weekend after next. But anyway, this what is What else a, has Roger got on his plate? Uh, well, he's the Premier of the state, mate. So yeah. Apparently the polls say he's uh, – the Libs are ahead. Yeah, ahead. I read that. Basil was very excited. Well, he's not running the Liberal Party. No, that's that's right, what are you not. suggesting, Barry? <laughs> oh, no, You're saying. suggesting he's going to have a run at the uh, leadership of the Liberal Mate, Party? Mate, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. He 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 could be premier one day. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's just my that. opinion. But just back on the breaking news, um, the, they're coming here for a double header yes, at Optus are. Stadium. Yes. Hopefully, we'll get fifty thousand there. Forty-five thousand tickets already sold, and the Dolphins are playing. The Rabbitohs are playing Newcastle. Yep. It's, anyway, I'm going there to be watch the Rabbitohs, and I have a feeling that they might have a huge crack at trying to lever the magic round out of Queensland and have it at Optus Stadium. What a pity we didn't – the gather round was locked in for so long in Adelaide because, in my opinion, the precinct we now have around Optus Stadium, um, the Wacker, um, HBF Park, there are other venues around mm-hmm. – Oh, it's it's tailor made, tailor made for a magic round or a gather round. I think. Yeah. The, the activation stuff you can do around Optus is 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 off the charts. So, anyway, sharks. So it's the Rabbitohs and the Sharks five thirty. I'll be at that game, and it's Newcastle and the Dolphins three thirty. You'll be at that. So you're going the full swim through, aren't you? I'll be there for the whole. Because I I couldn't do I'll two be having games. Having a nice uh, afternoon. I, I wouldn't be able to walk by the end. How might, you gonna, might, how you getting home? Doing a lift. The, might be in the victory lounge that day. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in the leather. Quarters goes into the leather padded area. Once in the blue. Once in the blue. Oh, you're there every big event, mate. You're nah, unbelievable. It's not true. Yeah. Oh, he sits and he sits pole position. You know where the premier sits, or, or if the king was here, he'd sit there. You know what I mean? That spot. That's quarters mate, chair. No, I like to he be says, out, hey, with out, the out of the way. I'm a battler. I'm little Barry Battler, and oh, I like to be out there with the battlers. Don't getting fall for rained it. on. Don't fall for it, listeners. This he is in there he's, for two <laughs> matches. This is Nat, so he's going to be in there just. Feasting and drinking. Is, is, the, is the wife coming as well? Uh, no, another friend will be coming. Oh, she's not a big rugby <laughs> league fan. His well, she's not a big rugby league fan. Oh, of course. Yeah. Who are you taking? Oh, just my, not my, taking me, my, eh? my mate Bernie. Bernie's going. Yeah. Oh, it's the full swim through. This is going. I'm going to have to give you a lift home. Uh, yeah, because I'm hosting the Rabbitohs. Yeah, yeah. I could walk home in half an hour. <laughs> not you'd be maybe have a you'd be working stopping Maylands for one on the way home maybe you know in, in the S's, Civic Hotel up the end of the street. Can I all the fine folk at the Civic? Great pub it is. Would you be falling over a few times or it'd be sweet? No, mate. Season performer. Now. How many beers would you have in two games? Oh, mate, I'm not promoting um, <laughs> irresponsible consumption of alcohol, Barra. But you know, let's just say how many pies I, would you have when I lived in Rich? <laughs> let's just say when I lived in Richmond. Um, uh, when I lived in Richmond, I lived. Let's call it two stubbies from Light Tower One on a brisk walk. <laughs> so that might give you some idea. I was down near the town hall. By the way, one nine six double lemon. It's shochu vodka and soda with natural lemon. So there oh, you go. Right. It does contain alcohol, um, but I'm told it's a very, very nice. Better drink. than Bacardi breezes. I know oh, that. Yeah, no doubt. Fair income. Barra. Josh writes, hi, guys. Haven't missed an episode the last four years and love the pod, but a bit of a long question. What do you think of West Coast taking Harley Reid at one? Then can't believe I'm saying this, but trade Tom Barras for an early first-round pick, and then we go hard for Gold Coast first-round pick so they can get enough draft points for their three academy players. 
West Coast have a heap of second and third round picks to offer, as I'm sure other clubs do also, but we could also chuck a cherry on top and give them Gaff or Jack Darling or even both so they can have some experience and cover their contract for the year. Pretty much buying their first round pick. That would give us three great picks in the top 10 and hopefully can keep pick 19. And if the Eagles decide to trade pick one, that can potentially give us five first round picks and pick 19. Great start to the rebuild. Josh, let's make you list manager and recruiting manager. That's a good email. Yeah, I I reckon he's on the – it's on like Donkey Kong, the Tom Brass thing, because I believe he's – I think this is okay to say, but I believe his sister lives in Sydney. Mm -hmm. He's very close to his sister. So – Got a young family, does love it here in Perth. And they're but, super um, keen on him because Sydney, that's their missing piece, isn't it? They, yeah, it is. They need that defender and you're now. Not there, and you're not there forever. You're there just for your footy career. And what the, is he, 28 now? Yeah, and the fellow with the concussion, he's going to step down apparently. So they'll be all over him. Now this one from our – they're rivals but they're friends at the same time. This is the Ducks fandom. Um This is the Fremantle podcast. Hey, fellas, last month after the Tigers game, I sent an email where I referred to Sturt and Henry as parasols. Yeah, that's right. As in both there for a purpose but doing very little. I'm so pleased that since that barb, they have shown the promised talent they possess. I think particularly Henry. Henry's really given them Mm. something off that Mm -hmm. wing. He was good again at the weekend. Um, A few observations from the game against Sydney. Hamley looked as if playing AFL or being with Fremantle was the last place team he wanted to be with. Well, has just come back from injury. I think it was second game back from injury, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, Alex Pierce looks as if he is a rabbit under attack or caught in the spotlights. Ethan Hughes needs front and rear sensors as he continually gets caught holding the ball and has no spatial awareness. While the forward line occasionally contains the opposition, they would have trouble stopping a partially paralysed kipper from making a forward thrust to the opposition goal line, (laughs) which is why the backs and mids deliver the ball to them as they do. Talking of kippers, I think all is not well within the Fremantle ranks. Watch this space. Cheers, Phantom. And oh, Barra, I am Mr. Walker, the ghost who walks. Wow. He, he, he's uh, he's led with his chin there. He has. So he said that Sturt and Henry have gone from parasols to... I think Sturt's shown a bit. I think Henry particularly so. Uh, I thought Pierce was better than people are giving him credit for, but he was beaten by Barry. You just like Pierce, don't No, you? he was beaten love, by Barry. He, I'm conceding. He's he, got that beautiful, um, majestic look, hasn't he? Like he's long got the, hair. He gets a bit of white line about him he's when he gets out there. Man. He still has a crack when yeah, he gets out Yeah, I can there. see how you'd fall for him. But Sturt and Henry, they've gone from parasols to those Bunnings umbrellas, aren't they? You know those Bunnings? How good are those useful? So, are they? Yeah, they, they are, are really useful. useful. Yeah, yes, the parasols, no good. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bunning umbrellas now. Yep. <laughs> Uh, high quarters and Barra, as lo- both local sides slip further into irrelevance, I have found myself drawn to watch the Ashes. But England has missed an opportunity with their fast bowler Mark Wood's playing shirt. My suggestion is it should have been one Wood. Thoughts? That's from Happy Gilmore 4, a.k.a. Michelle Vidland. By the way, can I say a little bit of editorial here. Can you whinge anymore, oh, mate. England? How's Can you find a way? Seriously, they were already world championships at the whinging. At mm. whinging. And Chief Winger? Chief Winger? Who? Name Chief Winger. Oh, Number Stuart one. Broad. No, more than that even. Piers Morgan? Piers Morgan. Oh, well. Eight, he's, that's eight what million does. followers just having the greatest whinge. So, by the way, when they played in Australia and they it's were facing a before. 5-0 <laughs> washout and the fifth test was um, washed out by rain, it <laughs> saved them from a 5-0 disgrace. Were you complaining about the rain then, England? <laughs> no. We were 2-1 up. 
Have a so listen. We won the first two tests. Let me just give you Piers Morgan. I've never heard anything like it in my life. Have a listen to Piers Morgan. This is what he posted. And they I came, know what he they posted. They came for him. Why are we giving him oxygen? They came for him. The great Hughesy came for him. Merv Hughes smashed him. Good. Darren Berry smashed how many, him. How many games of cricket did he play? <laughs> he Piers Morgan. Yeah. He faced Brett Lee that time in the Nets. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, and then he died <laughs> at full pace. <laughs> but this is hey, this is what he said. He said, has and he's got eight million followers, all right. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, do you notice on Twitter they've got rid of the uh, the tweet, the uh, the bird? <laughs> no. Did you know that the bird's gone? Has it? Where's who's it the gone? Blo- who's the bloke? Get that phone, will you? That's a cart. That's a slab. There. Yeah, it is. It's a slab, and I don't want none of that bit. Bacardi breezer either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ian, Ian Elon Musk. Yes, he's got rid of the actual bird of okay. Twitter. The How bird has flown. I mean, he, exactly. One of the most iconic things. It's like getting rid of. Coca-Cola's or, or, the, or the Golden okay. Arches. Okay. Anyway, we, we, we diverse. He goes- uh, I don't Pe- think I'll lose any sleep over that, Barrett, to be honest. That is a crazy thing to do. Anyway, Piers Morgan says, FFS, what does that stand for? Um, fully functional <laughs> system. <laughs> for, for something's sake, has there ever been a less deserved retention of the ashes? Question mark. This is to his 8 million followers. From the Bearstow debacle to this rain-soaked fiasco, it's an absolute farce that the smirking Australians have ended up with the urn still in their hands. England comfortably the better side, as the test showed. I am gutted. Oh, well, they were the best side in that test, but it rained, so that's what happens. <laughs> it's an form. outdoor game. That's his form. Outdoor game. <laughs> anyway, we move on. G'day, guys. I'm writing to you from sunny Kununurra this week as I escape the cold winter of Perth. I have a very interesting stat for you and the other podcasters. Of the last 10 premiers, five have won their last four games of the season leading into finals, and the other five have won three of their last four. The last four premiers having won all of their last four games. The teams who only won three were Hawthorne in 2014 and 15, the Bulldogs in 2016, who won it from seventh, Richmond in 2017 and West Coast in 2018. This just goes to show you need to time your run into finals to perfection and build momentum at the exact right time, which is when the good coaches really rise to the top. Keep a track over this over the last four rounds and whoever in the top four wins their last four games, take out your super and back them to win the flag, but always remember to gamble responsibly. Cheers, guys. That's Rito. Thank you for that last comment, Rito. Please gamble responsibly. But um, That's a good stat. Good it is stat. a good stat. And guess who's coming? The Giants. The Giants are coming, aren't they? They're starting to peak at the right time. So maybe the Giants are ones that can move up the ladder. Collingwood can't do any better. Port can't do any better. Brisbane have been fluky. They're like flat track bullies, but they weren't even bullies on the weekend at home. Melbourne, uh, until Clayton Oliver. What's happened to Clayton Oliver? Yeah, it's intriguing, that one. I'm not sure. Maybe they're just keeping him cherry ripe for their run. Jeez, I hope he comes back. Mm. He'll be very unfit when he does. The Saints have been sliding. Geelong look dangerous. The Blues have got a shock and draw, or they've got to play all the teams that make the eight to get into the eight. And you're not – we're off Richmond, are we? Yeah, I think – I think Essendon gone. If I'm going to take a wild stab at it, I reckon Carlton comes in, St Kilda slides out, and that's your for top eight. Carlton, so they'll have to beat St Kilda then because yep. they play them in two weeks. Yep, well, I'll back him to do so. You and have- you are leading the tipping. No, I'm, I'm, it's been equal leader. I relinquished the lead this week because I picked Fremantle. So I got eight from nine. And Basil got nine. He did. By picking the favourites. I believe favorites. so. I believe so. 
Is that how's, how do you feel about someone who just puts all the favourites every week? Oh, that's, that's, they can do what they like and I can do what I like. I'll tell you what I do do, though. I put my tips in on a Wednesday, uh, occasionally early Thursday, but I do it before I see the teams. I rely yeah. on my own information. I'm not worried about who other people are picking or anything like that. I just do my own thing and it generally gets me in the top ten. So. Mm. You know, that's that's just a uh, moral victory if you if you uh, get rolled. Uh, let's see what happens. Um, you have been listening to Quarters and Barra. Uh, we have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly and call Gamblers Help on 1800 858 858. We will be back with you on Thursday to preview the next round of footy. Good Thanks idea. for listening. If you're a fan of the podcast, why not get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Don't forget to give us a rating or review, and of course, tell your mates. This has been the Quarters and Barra podcast on the game. Subscribe wherever...